Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered. With your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. I, of course, am your Heart-Centered Sales Leader and host, Connie Whitman. Now, I hope every week as you listen to the show, number one, you feel my passion um, to really help you change your perspective of that word sales um, and really growing your business in general so that that word sales doesn't become sleazy and pushy, but really coming from a place of care and love. And that's how we get to grow and scale our business. So I hope the tips and strategies and ideas that my clients and I discuss and share that you take action immediately and apply them to your business, your day, your career, whatever it might be. Now, if you're loving the show, which of course I hope you are, please go to Apple Podcasts, um, subscribe, rate, and write a really short review and tell me how much you love me. I would love that. Um, But I do read the reviews and they do mean a lot to me. And if there's something I should be doing, by all means, I will shift and switch because this podcast I truly do for you. Um, So for today, my motivational quote is by Miranda Katz. And she says, people are really listening and want to consume all of the content that that is there and available. There's a level of dedication that comes from podcast listeners that you don't otherwise find. And now the numbers prove it. Podcasts aren't a bubble, they're a boom, and that boom is only getting louder. And I love that quote because I'm able with podcasting to bring my amazing guests to you like my guests today. So I have a couple of questions for you to percolate as we have our conversations today. Now, would you like to scale your business and income while creating financial and time freedom? And what would it mean to you to have a greater impact on the people that you serve? And how cool would it be to have a balance of work and home life? What a concept. Sounds good, right? Well, get ready. During this next half hour, my guest and I, uh, my guest is actually going to share some tips and strategies to help you navigate your personal and business life. So my amazing guest today is Elena Schwartz. And Elena is an international speaker and business and mindset mentor, which I love. She provides ironclad strategies, tools, and techniques to empower entrepreneurs and leaders to scale and impact their income while creating financial and time freedom. Um, Alina, <clears throat> excuse me, solves business problems with a combination of neuroplasticity, business strategy, peak performance, quantum physics, psychology, communication, and leadership development. Did I tell you she is brilliant? So please help me welcome the wonderful Elena to my show. Thank you so much, Elena, for being on and just sharing all of this great content with my listeners. I really appreciate it. Connie, what a delight and, and what an honor to be here with you. Thank yeah. you. I, you know, it's so funny. I've been podcasting for about seven years and it just, I love it because I get to meet people like you and have these wonderful conversations and get this amazing content out there. People need help. And I think with COVID in you know 2020, that everything got shaken up. And I think that we're more confused than ever. And I just love having clients, um, a guest like you, to help the uh, listeners of the show. So first question, Elena, what do you do and how is it different or a different type of coaching? Because I just named off all of these amazing skills that you have and tools that you use. What does it mean? What I essentially do, like I look at um, business, 
when you're focusing on business, 80% of your focus on business is really your psychology and 20% are the mechanics, the strategy. Sure. And what I experience is that there's a lot of great, what they call mindset coaches out there and a lot of great business coaches. And for really to make a significant change in being able to grow your business in a sustainable way it re, or, or even grow your impact, like if you're an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur, to grow your impact in a sustainable way, what's really required is that you align your energy, you align yourself with what you really want to create. Because otherwise, the strategies, no matter what strategy you're implementing, won't really work. And so what I do is I marry the two. Uh, and I feel like that's what makes it so much different because um, I'm an expert at helping people align with their vision and their why and then implement the strategies. And I don't use a one-size-fits-all approach. Like so many people work with coaches and mentors and they're like, this is what worked for me. This is what you should do. This is what works for you. And it doesn't work because we're each unique and our businesses you know, are each unique and we need a unique perspective, a unique strategy that works for us uniquely. So I tailor make the way that I work with my clients so that it works for them and that they can really get the, you know, move the dial forward as quickly as possible and get the kind of results that they want. Yeah. And you said two really important things that I totally resonate with. You know, I've been in business 20 years and I go to clients and really what they're trying to do is create a sales culture and take their sales team and they want to help them communicate more effectively with the clients so we can make more sales. Right. That's that's kind of the essence of it. Every client I go into and I think this is what differentiates me from other vendors is exactly what you said. No two clients are the same. No two cultures are the same. Depending on what your demographic is, depending on the average age of your employee, depending on what your client base is, depending on what you're selling, it all impacts how you need to move forward. So if, if you come in with a cookie cutter approach, to me, that's like the craziest thing I've ever heard because no two entities, no two people, no two organizations are the same. So how can you cookie cutter? So I love that because I totally resonate with that philosophy. The other thing you said that I think is real important is the mindset shift. So you saw from my intro, I am really on a mission, Elena, and, and trying to create a movement to change the mindset or that perspective of sales being icky and sleazy to one where you come from really love, care, and respect. So my mindset change is not your inner workings and your limiting beliefs and all of that. Although I do think there's some limiting beliefs that go along with that uh, that that phraseology of sales is icky, right? There's some beliefs in there. But I'm not a mindset coach. I'm a mindset coach to show you and help you get rid of that icky sleazy feeling and come out empowered thinking I'm a rock star and I get to help people, you know, with whatever my geniuses or my products and services. So I, I really love that clarification because you're right. There are a lot of mindset coaches out there. Now, my mindset ability is relating to sales service and the client connection, not your inner workings. I don't have a psychology degree. So I hope everybody really heard that, that your mindset work is with the, the person and all of the crap that goes on in their head, plus the business career, whatever it is. And how do we blend the two? Really powerful stuff. I just, I love that. And I do think it differentiates you to, I'm a mindset coach. I'm a business coach, right? Blending those two. And, and like I said, your credentials at the beginning are outstanding.
So dig in a little bit with me. So taking those two worlds, kind of bringing them together is your zone of genius or your superpower. How did, how did your actual process work that, you know, that blending and customization? Yeah, I love that. And by the way, before I answer that question, I just want to say that I love what you do because what you're ultimately talking about, Connie, is creating a massive paradigm shift in the way we think about sales, right? Exactly, right. And so I create paradigm shifts about the way we think about business, but also the way we think about ourselves in our lives. That's right. And that's, that's really important. So part of my process is going, okay, what paradigm are you living in? For example, if you're a $100,000 a year earner, but you want to be a $100,000 a month earner, you have to come from a different state of being. Sure. You cannot be the same person that you would be and earn that amount of money. It's just not possible, right? So, so how would the person who's earning $100,000 a month act? What would they be doing? How would they handle problem solving? What kind of creative inspiration would they have? And ultimately, I help people really live into being that person so they can understand what it feels like. They embody that person. Sure. Then when I give them the strategies, then when we talk about, okay, well, how is, how, you know, the some foundational principles that we might need to work on, like what's your messaging, you know, you know, things like that, positioning, what offers do you have, what signature programs do you have, et cetera. When we look at that and how to tweak that, create new offerings, create new strategies, create new leadership, you're, you're operating from a different paradigm. And then those things actually start working in, in such a deeper way. Like you actually see, and, and what I experience with my clients is when when they start doing this process, when they create these paradigm shifts, it actually takes only like a four millimeter distinction in whether it be leadership or whatever else. I was talking to a woman the other day and she has almost a seven figure business and she was talking about how her team, who was really great when she was earning $250,000, is really not cutting it right now that she's at another level. <clears throat> and I would look at that and I would say, it's your leadership. It's really not the team. It's your leadership. Like if you can grow in your leadership, then your team can grow along with you. There'll be a few Maybe it might be a problem, but for the most part, your team will absolutely grow with you, but it's up-leveling your leadership. It's up-leveling who you're being so that you can understand how to lead people at that level. But it becomes a four-millimeter distinction of exactly what to do rather than all of this heavy lifting that so many people try to do to grow their business especially because so many people believe like if I'm working six and a half days a week already, how can I possibly scale? And, and do, because the idea is like, I just need to do more of what I'm doing and then I'll be able to get to that next place. And it's like, no, actually, that's not true because what got you here isn't going to get you to where you need to go. And it's so funny as you're speaking and the, the beginning, you said 20% is the execution, 80% right is here. And I, I pictured the um, iceberg, right? That little tip is the execution of what we could see. I have to do A, I have to do B. I, have to, I could see that the 80% is underwater where now all of a sudden it's like, wait, what am I supposed to do? You know, swimming underwater trying 
trying to figure it out. So, yeah, and, and usually that shift is so minimal to get you to see more clearly of what that internal paradigm is. It's it's so impactful. And I think I really hope you guys are listening because this is the important distinction. You can't keep working harder and harder and harder and harder because you run out of time, right? Time is a fixed um, commodity. And if you think you could put more time in and work harder at what you're doing, you're going to end up, you probably get, end up getting sick as well, right? I'm sure you've seen that, Elena, right? I've seen that tons. Yeah. It's usually happens. So many clients end up coming to me. Yeah. And, and their health is burned out. They're having major health issues and their relationships are either burned out yeah. on the rocks or whatever else. And actually by making these paradigm shifts in the business, you know, we tend to think I'm like one of the other things that I think is different is that I look at people holistically. You know, you are not just your business. You are a whole person. Yeah. And so you are your health, you are your self-care practices, you are your relationships, and how you're doing with all of that absolutely impacts what's going on in your business. And if we don't tend to how you're showing up in all of those places, it really won't, like, you'll just continue getting more of the same. And so people come to me, they might be working six and a half days a week, their health is burned out, they're having difficulty in their relationships. And as I help them shift their state of being, all of those things naturally get better. Sure. And not only do they watch, you know, more clients show up or more revenue or feel like they're making greater impact and living their full potential more, but also all of these other things that they weren't really tending to, that they were sacrificing at the cost. Yes trying to grow their business also improved dramatically too. Yeah, it's a definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over and think, yeah, it'll change. It's not going to change, right? You're going to get the exact same results. And we all know this. Excuse me. We've all heard that quote, right? The definition of insanity. We can all quote it. Yet we continue to dig in harder and dig in harder. It's interesting. Humans are humans. And I think that's what makes us so cool because everybody is different and we're all different dealing with different crap every day. Every day is a different, you know, set of stuff to deal with. It's just kind of funny. What what do you think is the biggest myth of business that you've seen? Well, you you mentioned it. um, And and that is that you have to work hard to succeed. Um, So so for me, looking at that going, okay, people feel like I really have to work hard to succeed. And the only way that I'm going to get to the level of success that I want is by just actually working harder is by putting in more hours. And and to me, that is a a total complete fallacy. It makes sense that people believe it because when we're young, you know, our parents have said to us, oh, just work hard and you'll get what you want. Oh, just work hard and you'll do this. And then society, culture teaches the same thing. And I was a lawyer for 18 years in the music industry before I was a coach. And the entire cultures work 60 to 80 hours a week, you know? And so I did that and it burned me out. It made me very physically ill. And and that's what happens. It just chews people up and spits people out. And it's really not true. And so there's two parts of busting that myth for me. And, and again, it goes back to, you know, what I do in my business overall. The two parts are, you know, the state of being part, who you're being, and then the other part are the mechanics of it. Because I can give you time management hacks. I can give you productivity hacks. And they will free up time. There's no sure. doubt that they'll free up time. But there's also a bigger piece of this, which is that when you're in stress, 
right? So this is from a biological perspective. When you're in stress and you're experiencing stress, your body is releasing all of these hormones of stress, you know, cortisol, adrenaline, or epinephrine, et cetera. And, and you're actually in your critter brain. You're not in your neofrontal cortex, which is responsible for all the creativity, the sure. solution oriented you're in your critter brain and all you can see is what's in front of you that's causing the stress right so you, you don't have access to creativity and solutions and inspiration and so everything you're doing and, and I'll give you an example a couple of years ago I my coach used to say to me you've got to write more content and I hated writing content because it took me at least an hour to write each post like it, it was so painful for me and she said to me well what is it that you do that gets you out of your head and into your body and I started to think about that so before I sat down to write a piece of content I started to really focus on how to get into my body and out of my head and now content takes me you know 10 minutes 20 minutes to write it's effortless and it feels good and so when I was spending say five hours a week writing content in the past it's now taking me like an hour and a half a week I just freed up time just from shifting and shifting my focus and how I'm showing up and what I'm doing to get me there without even implementing time management strategies like, you know, focus blocks or whatever else. So there's so there, again, there's those two pieces that run simultaneously that like once implemented shift, like so many of my clients who've been working six and a half days a week are now taking three days a week off that they never had before in their life to spend time with their family or to work on their business instead of working in their yeah, business, business to do the things that bring them joy. And then the more joy they experience, the more results they see in their business because there's a correlation between the two. So crazy. Now, like you said, get out of your head and into your body. Just explain that a little more because I, I'm not I'm not sure I'm clear on it. So people listening might say, wait, I don't I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. So we tend to live from our necks up. We tend to be really heady, really analytical, you know, like really focused on um, trying to solve the problem from thinking it through. And, and when we move into our bodies, it's like, okay, when you do something, let's say, for example, you love to run. And then when you start to run, you get into a flow state, right? You're now in your body. You're no longer in your head. Right. And that's a perfect example of what I mean of like moving into flow states. Like actually I can teach people how to get themselves into flow states so they get out of the hustle. So they move more into like the hustle comes from the idea of like I have this idea and I'm going to keep pushing, 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 pushing until it gets done, until I meet this goal rather than allowing it to happen and utilizing the resources that are all around us that we can't see because we become so narrow minded and single minded focused because of that stress that we can't access all these other opportunities and resources that are actually all around us all the time. So, so when you move into more of a state of flow, and I'm sure everybody's been in flow at one point in time and knows what that feeling feels like. 100%. 
right? That's the getting into the body piece of moving out of the head. It's more heart-centered, more heart-focused than head-focused. And I'll crack it up. I had, uh, I met a woman through the same network we belong to, the Dames, right? That's that's where right. you and I met. And um, Deanne, uh, Renault, we both were part of a summit, and she spoke before me. And as she's speaking, I'm like, this chick is so cool. So I'm finding her on Facebook and LinkedIn. we got to connect. we got to connect. She stayed and listened to me speak. And as I was speaking, she was looking for me saying, she sent me an invite already like oh my like we knew we had to meet so net net i met with her she does she reads the akashic records which i had never i had heard of but like wasn't really sure of what it is anyway she did a reading and she looked at me you know we did zoom and she goes okay so this is this is what you're doing and i'm like all right here it comes reprimands me right of course she didn't but this is exactly what you're saying she said the universe whatever whatever the 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 information my intuition call it what you will comes in the ear and it's like this is blah right this is the open the gates here's what you need to do and I go yeah and then it gets halfway through my head then the other ear the ego kicks in and goes yeah but that won't work because of blah 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 so she said exactly what you're saying she's your intuition is great let it come in and when you start to go into logic mode all you need to say is thank you ego I could take it from here and I cracked up because Elena, a hundred percent, I do that because then that's the logic of, well, wait a minute, how am I going to be able to do that? And that doesn't make sense. And there's not enough hours in a day. And what resource would I need? And money is tight right now because of course, blah, 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 right? We go through this insane record player playing. And that's exactly what you were just saying. So I'm giggling. We all do it. We all do it. Well, I want to say something about that that's so important, which is the how, right? So this is part of what you're talking about. Yes. So part of the reason the how the how actually puts us into fight or flight. You can't actually totally know the how from the person that you're being now. It's about up-leveling the person that you're being. Right. And that person already knows the how or the how just shows up. Because what happens is that every experience we've had, every situation, every person that we've met is stored in this like database in our subconscious mind, like under the iceberg you were talking about, right? And, yep. and so when we go to do something new that's out of our comfort zone, our brain searches the database and goes, okay, how do I do this? And you're like, oh, wait, I haven't done this before. Wait a minute. This is dangerous. I haven't done this before. And so it moves us into fight or flight. So then when we start to think about the how, we can't come up with the how, right? It doesn't actually work for us because we're, we're in that place of fight or flight. So by actually just continuing to take baby steps and move one step at a time and continuing to up-level yourself, you can bypass the ego and get its buy-in. So it doesn't keep resisting you. Like what you were talking about, it gets halfway in and you're like, nope, not going to do it. And, and so you can bypass the ego and get its buy-in because then it won't feel like certain death to the ego. Yeah, it's really we are humans are fascinating and how our brains work really to protect us is yeah. so interesting. And once you understand that that protection is actually a false protection and it's actually hurting us probably from the, the bigger picture or the long term perspective, you, you kind of sit back and laugh. And, and that, yeah, that when you were saying that, it's exact. I thought of, of Deanne saying, OK, so stop doing that. Thank the ego and says, I got it from here. Right. Leave me alone. It's just so funny it's so we know it everybody i know is thinking i do that too right and we have to make sure that um we 
you know, move forward anyway, uh, using tools and, and strategies like you're saying, the mindset and the, the actual tools. So why do you think so many people, based on everything we're saying, is this at the core of that work-life balance that we're always in frenzy mode um, versus controlling that work-life balance, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so part. I, I first of all, I don't really think there is such a thing as work-life balance. And what I'm going to talk about is work-life harmony or work-life integration yeah. rather than work-life balance. Yeah. Because when we think of a scale, for example, if if you have two arms of a scale, you know, the typical like legal type of scales, mm-hmm. right? Two arms of a scale. When something goes up, the other's like down. Right. So you're not really in balance to try to hold that balance is really challenging. You're you may be focused on one thing at one time more than another. But the idea is how to create harmony and a lot of ways that we resist the harm creating that work life harmony in our lives is because of this myth that we have to work really hard to succeed. And if we don't control that, if we don't keep going with it, if we don't keep grasping and hustling and pushing, then we won't actually get to where we want to go. And so that's so important for me to go, okay, well, part of the way that I, again, going back to the things I was talking about, is like when you shift your mindset, when you get in more into flow, when you're able to understand um, how what inspired action to take to move forward, rather than just taking action, because what I see yeah. is I see a lot of very, very <clears throat> but aren't focused on action that's actually moving the dial forward. It's almost like an addiction. There is actually this thing, and I forgot what it's called, but it's like um, addiction to busyness syndrome, right? Is like, I believe what it's called. It's addiction to busyness syndrome, the idea that if I'm not busy, then somehow I'm lazy and I'm not valuable. Sure. So, so many of us have had that, especially when you're a real high achiever, you're like, oh, I just got to keep going, got to keep doing. And you don't realize that that actually is the opposite of what you really um, want to cultivate to really move into a different level. So, so part of that is, again, focusing on like, what are the things that are going to help move the dial forward the most? Some of that is very practical things. Some of it's like self-care practices that help feed us and fuel us. Because if you keep running yeah. a car empty, you're going to burn it out. Like it doesn't have, it won't keep going. You won't even be able to sustain the success that you currently have, much less grow to a different level. So you have to actually keep putting fuel in the tank, you know, and it's why when you're in an airplane, they say, put on your own oxygen mask first. So you don't run out of air trying to help other people. And so many of us, you know, really want to serve, really want to stand in service of others. And we burn out trying to do for others more than we do for ourselves. So, so there are actual practices that, and, and for a lot of women in particular, you know, this is true for men, but in particular, women think that self-care is a luxury. You know, it's it's not a necessity. It's a luxury when it's actually, yeah. in fact, a necessity. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so things like that help create work-life harmony in a way that we never experienced before because we then have a harmonious relationship with the things that fuel us, with our relationships, with our health, and the things that fuel our business. 
Yeah, and it's fascinating because we're one person, right? So, and, you know, when we actually went to work and we weren't, you know, working from home. But, you know, when you leave in the morning, it's not like you take your, your personal head off and put it on the side and then take your professional head and put it on and go off to work. And then you come back and you take the professional head, right, and you put the personal. It, it doesn't work that way. We're one being. So how do you stay in flow? And, it, you know, it's definitely easier said than done, but having someone like you be able to have those aha moments over and over and over again, right? Once you shine the light on it, that's when change can happen. When you're in the dark, it's really hard to find the light switch because you don't you don't know which wall it's on, what direction do I head in? You're literally in the dark. So as soon as you put that light switch on, now we can clearly see the building blocks or the correct direction to navigate that room and build the foundation or whatever it is we're trying to do um, with our business. I want to go back. You said something about leadership before. So, and leadership growing your business. Can you give us some example how that leadership impacts going from that six to seven figure? Because there's a big difference between six and seven figures, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you an example with one of my clients. So one of my clients had a brick and mortar business. Um, We started working together right before COVID. And for the first three months of COVID, she had absolutely no income because her business was closed, right? And she had a team of 12. She had over a half a million dollar business, a team of 12. And, um, and what she was ultimately doing was she really, she was a people pleaser, right? So she, instead of being the CEO of her company, she was a peer. And so when COVID hit in particular, and she was trying to motivate them to grow and figure out other things to pivot, they weren't really totally on board. They were happy to sit on their couches and like take three months off. And, and what we helped her do is to captain her shit so that she, you're as the CEO, as the, as the leader of your business or as an executive in your company, you have a 30,000 foot view of what's going on that your team doesn't have. And as a result, and I'm not saying there's a hierarchy there because I don't believe in hierarchical, but but you have to step up as a CEO and a leader and understand how to lead your team, understand how to evoke their strengths and the best of them. And particularly, this is really important, get them to buy into the vision and the why of the business. Because if, if your team isn't bought into the vision and the why of their business, then they're operating under their own agendas. And then that doesn't really work as a cohesive unit with that you need your team to grow the business and also ultimately grow themselves when the business grows. I mean, when, when you're in, when you step into what I would call servant leadership, you know, when you're interested in helping your team grow as much as you're interested in helping the business grow, then everybody benefits by the business growing. It's not like you just as the leader and sure. the CEO benefit from the business growing. Everybody benefits. It becomes so much much more um, empowering, so much more, uh, you know, enjoyable for people to work there and happy people are productive people, right? So so by helping her step into a form of uh, being the captain of her ship and understanding how to communicate, we I had to teach her major communication skills on how to have difficult conversations with her team so that they wouldn't be difficult. That her team, because communication mm-hmm. is only effective if it lands for the recipient. And so if you're speaking to people, you know, if they're not picking up what you're laying down, then you're not communicating effectively. That's right. So it's about learning how to communicate in a way that you can get that buy-in. And her business is like 
through the roof right now. And she's even said, I think I would have gone out of business if I hadn't worked with you. And I'm actually making significantly more money now and so much happier. She freed up three days of her week. It's like it's a completely different experience from stepping into a different level of leadership. It's crazy. And it's true. We lead through people, but they, you have to be clear in what your message is. It's the same thing in sales. What you just said, I'm giggling because if my message doesn't land on how I can help that client, then I don't need it. That's when you get the objections because you're not clear because you didn't ask enough questions. You didn't listen to really what was going on with the client. You weren't prepared, right? There's a whole bunch of things that go into that whole sales process. But at the end of the day, if you, what you're saying isn't landing, that that person is receiving literally receiving it, you're going to get objections and you're not going to get the sale. So it's the exact communication, I think, is critical in everything we do, even in our personal lives. Forget, you know, yes, absolutely, our professional lives. But how about at home? You know, how are you communicating? How are your messages landing? Are you in adversarial conflict all the time? Or are you in harmony even at home when you communicate? These are important people in your life, right? We should make sure that we're communicating on, on a really good level. We're almost out of time, but I, I just, my last question Building relationships, you and I, that's how we met through networking. Um, you know, we're in two, you're in the East Coast too, thank goodness. Most people are on the West Coast that I've been meeting lately. So, you know, early morning and late night seem to be my, my uh, schedule lately. But building those key relationships, that gets us to that next level of, of really great success. Can you just talk briefly about that? And, and yes, leadership, but let's talk about those other relationships. Yeah, I love that question. So there, there's two ways in which that really works, both in terms of networking and both in who, not how. So we tend to think, okay, we have a how. How are we going to do this? Rather than looking for who can help me do this, right? So building relationships, sometimes building relationships are finding the people that can actually help you do it um, as, as instead of trying to figure out how to do it yourself. And particularly as you start to scale business, when you've reached a certain level, you definitely need more who's. It might be a virtual assistant. It might be, you know, um, somebody else on your team. It might be that you outsource this specific thing. Like I, you know, I'm on LinkedIn all the time and I do it, use it a lot. I use it for lead generation and I use it for networking. And I have tremendous opportunities created as a result of me networking of creating these genuine relationships because people don't I mean you know this and and I know I'm sure you've talked about this with your audience but people don't want to be sold to until they have a relationship with you until they build that no love and trust with you that's right and so it's about understanding how to cultivate meaningful relationships with people and then you also stand out from the crowd because so many people don't do that you know I got 300 um, invitations to connect with people on LinkedIn and I connected with 200 of them and I probably got 190 sales messages that came from those 200 connections and I was just like oh my god I connect I connect to connect because I'm not interested in talking to any of those people you know and it's not effective to scale business so relationships to me you know when especially if you're in a service-based business relationships are the foundation of the business and learning how to cultivate them effectively meaningfully building trust really quickly really shifts the ability to take your business to the next level 
Yeah, it's for me, it's, you know, that the, the heart centered sales leader, right? That there's a reason for this podcast. If we're not building relationships and we're not communicating truly from this place of, you know, and everybody's using authenticity, right? And honesty and integrity, but it's true. When we start, and, and I cannot tell you, and I don't know who's teaching it on LinkedIn. Um, I'd love to invite, we have similar people in the network and you think, oh yeah, I do. I know seven people. Let me connect with them, right? And you connect and then boop, it's an automatic feed and you get this huge paragraph of this is what I do and this is what I'd, I'd love to have a, a 10 minute conversation with you. Here's my Calendly and here's my my website. I think, what? And I, boop, I, you know what? You're on ignore now because that's not who I want to do business. I want to understand you. I want to see, even if I can't send you business directly for my clients, but you and I were networking all the time. I probably send Elena, um, 12 introductory emails a week. You know what? You need to meet you. You need to meet this person. And I get nothing for it, but I think, wow, you two really do have a good synergy. It's not one of my clients per se, but it's somebody in my orbit that I know is a good match for you or for your partner, whoever it is. It's all about building relationships. So, and the more you give, the more you get. It's, it's real, right? That whole phraseology is real. So yeah, it, I, I think that whole LinkedIn thing, cause I'm on LinkedIn a lot. Like, you it's become really really um icky icky i'll use the word icky that's icky sales to me it's crappy don't do it if you're doing it stop doing it (laughs) yeah totally totally. because the other thing is i'm like you connie i'm constantly helping people create synergistic relationships i've referred clients i've helped people get funding incubators i've helped people do jv partnerships like my attitude is if we're connected and we're really building a relationship and that's what you're interested in with me i'll connect you with anybody in my network 100 relationship for you because that's what I'm about providing value and it has come back to me tenfold I have met people who've referred a bunch of business to me or who have invited me in their business to fulfill a gap that their business doesn't serve but their clients need and so because of that it's come back to me I feel like exponentially as a result of just focusing on providing value yeah, I agree 100%. And it's so funny because if I trust you and I hear something, one of my clients or a friend or a family member, I immediately think, you know what, you need to talk to this person. Deanne, the woman I was meeting that does the Akashic Records, uh, my husband, my son, my niece, my nephew, uh, another friend I shared. Um, as you, you know, as I, I share, you know, you talk to people and, well, hey, what's new? This really cool thing happened. And they're like, no way. I'm like, you need to meet her. Okay. And then, you know, the email is happening, right? And it, it, you're not looking for it. It's just through conversation. These opportunities pop up. That's the flow, right? That's part of the flow we're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that is really what happens with all of my clients is that resources, people that they need in their business, when you're in flow, all of a sudden start showing up. That's why there's so much heavy lifting in terms of moving the dial forward, because so many of these things start happening synchronistically on their own, that it's so much less effort overall. Yeah, the universe really does conspire to give us what we need. Truly, we just have to stand still and accept it, right? Graciously accept it with gratitude, right? That's that's what it's all about. Hey, guys, I know you need more Elena in your life. I love Elena. I need to spend more time with Elena. Uh, She's going to be sick of me. Uh, Her website is ElenaSchwartz.com. If you want to email her, please email her at support 
at elenaschwartz.com. I will post this on the show notes. The big thing, Elena is offering a free offer, and it's it's a very long um, URL. So I'm going to post that with free offer in the show notes link. So check that out. If you get confused, easy peasy, support at elenaschwartz.com. You'll reach her. She can help you any way you can. You want to briefly tell everybody, Elena, what the free offer is just to, you know. Yeah. Get them enticed. So I've opened my schedule. So up for for your show that I'm offering five free what I call clarity calls. They're absolutely no pitch. They're a half an hour where we just look at what's going on and next steps. And I talk about how to help you, you know, overcome the barrier, whatever that you're experiencing, what your next steps are that you need to take. Uh, no pitch. Again, just really to provide value. Thank so you. if anybody is interested in that, then they can either contact me through that support at elenaschwartz.com or click the link directly and book into my calendar for that. And just let me know that they came to me through, through your show. Yeah, the heart-centered sales leader. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I love it. Um, and guys, I hope you need a little more of me. So go to my website. Easiest way to connect. Everything is on my website. Free resources, my book, master classes, um, just a ton of free content, downloads, all sorts of things. Just go to WhitmanAssos.com. Uh, check it out and, you know, peruse my, my shows on there if you have trouble finding us on Apple Podcasts. So WhitmanAssos.com. Um, Elena, thank you so much for being on and, and taking the time and sharing just such great insight and content. I really, really appreciate it. I hope some people, you know, take the tips and apply them now, right? It's all about that action. It is sure is. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute de- delight and an honor. Same here. Thank you again. Um, so I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how easy being a heart-centered salesperson or a sales leader out there can be. And it's as easy as shifting your mindset, which was what basically what our conversation was today. Um, become the heart-centered professional that you should be, and it's easier than you think. So thank you for tuning in to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast with me, your heart Centered Sales Leader and Host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Everyone, have a wonderful week. Open your mind to the client relationships that are possible as you become the heart-centered sales leader you're destined to be. I'm excited and truly honored to have you on this journey with me, and I will see you next week. Thanks again, Elena. Thank you. You've been listening to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.